In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is the Whispering Woods Podcast. This episode is all about... The Banshee. Yeah, one of Toby's favourite sort of folklore topics. Well, um, I'm saying that because not necessarily the Banshee. You don't really know an awful lot about the Banshee, do you? Mm. But you love Irish. (laughs) You love everything about Irish. Toby's getting right into his ancestry at the moment. And because we like one strand of our family came from Ireland Toby's obsessed with it aren't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> now for a number of reasons I've chose this um, for this particular episode because high five Toby this <laughs> is our one year anniversary of the Whispering Woods podcast yeah yes and it falls on exactly the same day as our first three episodes when they were released last year which is the 2nd of October. Yep. It's also, also, now, when I was talking about Irish ancestry, it comes from a particular person, which is our granddad, Cocker, and his name is Haven. And he descended from an Irish family who were, which county was it, can you remember? Kildare. Kildare, who came from County Kildare. Now, sorry, that was a bit ignorant of me, because I do know about that past history and there is actually a book on Amazon about the Havens um, but my brain as we all know it's uh, menopausal and I forget everything so thanks for that tape really? <laughs> um, and it was yeah and it was also the day that we released our first three podcast episodes was the day that Grandad Cocker died so this 
episode is in honour of our cocker. Yeah. To all the queens and cockers out there, proper Bristolian. Um, yeah, it's going to be a bit bittersweet on Monday when the podcast gets released because we miss him. Yeah. Don't we? Um, also, on the other side of that, something a bit more happier. We've got to say a really, really special happy birthday to somebody who is 18 on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> and that's our George. Yeah. He's made it to 18. Thank goodness for that. After <laughs> everything that's happened to that poor child, he's there and he's doing well. Yeah. So, first of all, we have a big shout out to give to our new patron. To Darla, thank you so much for supporting our show. Yeah, thanks, Darla. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. We've also got a couple of reviews to read. These are Facebook reviews. So the first one is from Melissa, who says, I love Sarah and Toby. Such a cool thing to do together. I'm a believer in ghosts and spirits and love listening to other people's experiences. Sarah's voice is perfect for it. Can't wait to listen to more. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much, Melissa. And this is from Caroline. I love this podcast so much. It's so creepy. The music and the sound effects make it so fun to listen to. And I love the added humour that the hosts bring to it too. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Caroline. You're a star. I do try and be humorous. I don't think I'm that funny. And I do laugh at my own jokes around the house and often get told off. (laughs) (laughs) Right, the Banshee. Now, we covered a little bit of the Banshee in the episode about the Fae. So I've done a bit more of an introduction so a bit more of a grounding in the Banshee and then I've got two spooky true stories to share Toby are you ready for the introduction yes I am traditionally the Banshee is believed to be a supernatural being attached to certain old Irish families serving as both a harbinger of death and a protector of those she is bound to This entity is often seen as a female spirit or fairy, dressed in flowing white garments, with long, wild hair and glowing eyes. Legend states that the Banshee's primary role is to forewarn the imminent death of a family member. Her mournful wailing and keening are said to be heard in the dead of night, just before tragedy strikes. The chilling sound acts as a sombre reminder of mortality. Despite the association with death, the Banshee is not a malevolent being. In fact, she is often regarded as a guardian or protector of her designated family. The Banshee's presence is seen as a sign of respect and reverence as she mourns the passing of a loved one and guides their soul to the afterlife. In some tales, the Banshee is said to take on a more personal role. She may appear as an old woman, a distant relative, or even a former ancestor. In these instances, she offers solace and support to the family acting as a source of comfort during times of grief and loss. 
The belief in banshees is deeply ingrained in Irish culture, particularly among those with ancient family lineages. It's said that only certain families are blessed, or perhaps cursed, with the presence of a banshee. These families, often referred to as fairy families, are said to have a long and storied lineage dating back centuries. While the Banshee is most commonly associated with Ireland, similar supernatural figures exist in other cultures as well. In Scotland, for example, they have their own version known as the Ban Nye. In Wales, the Gra Ribbon is said to possess similar characteristics. These variations reflect the enduring fascination humans have with the mysterious and otherworldly. The cries and wails of the Banshee are said to be heard at night, particularly around family homes or near graveyards. These eerie sounds are thought to be an omen, signalling the impending death of a family member. The Banshee's keen is said to be hauntingly beautiful, yet filled with sorrow and grief. While the Banshee is often associated with death, she's not responsible for causing it. Instead, her purpose is to forewarn and mourn the passing of a loved one. Her wailing is believed to be a lament for the deceased, an expression of grief that echoes through the night. One of the most infamous stories is of the Bunworth Banshee. It all began one fateful night, exactly one week before his impending demise. Mr Kavanagh, the herdsman of the Bunworth estate, embarked on a journey to Mallow. His mission was to procure medicine for the ailing reverend, whose condition was not deemed fatal at the time. The clock stroke 11pm when Kavanagh returned, his face etched with an unsettling agitation. He hurriedly delivered the medicine to one of the reference daughters, known only as Miss Bunworth. Yet something was amiss. When questioned by Miss Bunworth about his peculiar demeanour, Kavanagh was overwhelmed by grief, his tears flowing like a river. Through sobs, he uttered the chilling words, The master, master miss, he is going, going from, from us. us. Miss Bunworth, bewildered and desperate for answers, inquired if Kavanagh had heard anything in Mallow that indicated her father's condition had worsened. To her astonishment, Kavanagh denied any such knowledge. Though his voice remained steady, his tear-streaked face betrayed his emotional turmoil. Miss Bunworth suspected him of drunkenness, scolded him and promised to address the matter in the morning when he regained composure. Kavanagh vehemently denied accusations of drunkenness, pleading, Miss, he is going from us surely. We will lose him. The master, we will lose him. The banshee has come for him, Miss and tis not I alone who have heard her. Dismissed as mere superstition, Kavanaugh's claim of a banshee with long white hair and a black cloak 
haunting him through the grounds of Ballypeg Priory, seemed preposterous to Miss Bunworth. According to his harrowing account, the banshee wailed, screeched, and even called out the Reverend's name. The banshee would perch beneath the tree struck by lightning, unleashing mournful cries that pierced one's very soul. Though Miss Bunworth tried to console Kavanagh, assuring him of her father's improving condition, she insisted he keep his encounter a secret, fearing it would terrify the household staff. As the days wore on, the reference health took an unexpected turn for the worse. The night preceding his demise, an elderly woman, a trusted friend of the family, attended to him while his weary daughters sought solace in much-needed rest. Granting the reverend's wish, his bed was relocated downstairs to the gloomy parlour, positioned beside a window that offered a change of scenery from his sombre bedroom. News of the reverend's ailing health spread throughout the community, evoking deep concern among the locals, People began to gather at the house, seeking solace in the kitchen, while a select few close friends sought refuge in a neighbouring room, leaving the door ajar. That night, the moon shining brightly cast an unsettling glow on the landscape. Suddenly, the tranquility shattered as a rosebush located just outside the parlour window violently quivered and parted with a ghastly noise. Alongside this unnerving disruption, a low, mournful moan permeated the air, accompanied by the haunting clapping of hands. It was as if the person responsible for these sounds pressed their mouth against the window, desperate to be heard. The elderly woman, attending to the reverend, startled by the ghastly disturbance, rushed into the adjoining room, her voice trembling as she questioned the other guests if they too could hear the cry of the banshee. Two sceptical men, driven by curiosity and a hint of fear, sprang to their feet and dashed outside, determined to uncover the truth. But the moment they stepped beyond the threshold of the front door, an eerie silence enveloped them. They scoured the perimeter of the house, meticulously inspecting the disturbed ground around the window. Strangely, no footprints marred the freshly dug earth, even though the rosebush had been forcefully displaced. The moon's luminance offered a perfect vantage point as the men desperate to dispel the mystery, searched the road leading to the house. Alas, their efforts proved futile, for the grounds surrounding the house remained silent and deserted. When they came back to the house, they were taken aback to discover from the other guests that instead of silence, the clapping and moaning had actually grown louder the entire time they were away. As soon as the men closed the front door behind them, they were greeted once more by the sorrowful sounds. With each passing hour, the Reverend Bunworth's condition deteriorated, 
and as the first light of morning emerged, he passed away. So I also read that banshees can be attached, uh, were generally known to be attached to Irish names that began with O, like O'Neill, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, we don't, we're not O'Haven, but you know, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. So was it three or four brothers who came from Ireland? Four, I think. No, they didn't all come some stayed. Yeah. So it was one, was it one who went to America, one who came over to the UK? Was it two who stayed in Ireland? Yeah, I think so. I moved to Dublin. Yeah. So it's quite it's quite an interesting story, isn't it, yeah. really? And then they just descended all over the world. They are. Ireland, America, England. Canada. Yeah. Yeah, anybody with the Haber name. Or Scotland. Or one big Wales. clan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one big clan. <laughs> I love the Banshee stories. I just would uh, imagine one outside my window. <laughs> tapping quietly quietly on the window <laughs> tapping <laughs> tapping right are you ready for the first story yes I am I want to share a truly chilling experience that has left me questioning what we think we know about the world I have to preface this by saying that I'm not usually one to believe in paranormal activity. But sometimes, life throws us these bizarre encounters that make us question everything. Get ready, because this story is going to take you for a wild ride. So here's the setup. I live alone in a semi-detached house, minding my own business when suddenly my neighbours disappear for a whole week. Weird, right? The silence and their missing car made it clear that something was off. But just when I thought things couldn't get any stranger, that's when I heard it. Late one night, a haunting, sorrowful sobbing sound echoed through the wall from my neighbour's side. It was the kind of sobbing that was filled with raw pain and despair. It felt like someone's entire world had shattered into a million pieces. And the suffering was unbearable. I couldn't help but listen. My curiosity piqued by the intensity of the sobs. In that moment, my mind raced. And I remembered that my neighbours had a disabled daughter... I started to wonder if she'd been left alone, suffering at the hands of some unknown tormentor. Could there be someone upsetting her, even from a distance? The moral dilemma consumed me. Torn between rushing to her aid or respecting their privacy. In the end, I decided to stay put, hoping that the sobbing would eventually fade away. For what felt like an eternity, but was probably closer to an hour, the cries continued to pierce through the walls, each sob more heart-wrenching than the last. And then, just as abruptly as it had started, the sobbing stopped. It left behind an eerie silence that seemed to hang in the air. The next day, my neighbours returned and I took the opportunity to share what I'd heard. 
I approached the woman in the garden, recounting the emotional cries and expressing my concern for their daughter. To my surprise, the woman revealed that their daughter had been staying with relative during that period and the house had been completely empty. I couldn't help but brush it off, thinking that at least I had tried to be a good neighbour. But fate had something truly sinister in store for us. A couple of weeks later, word started to spread through another neighbour that an ambulance had been called to my neighbour's house. The woman had been rushed to the hospital, where she tragically passed away from dehydration or some unknown cause. It was a shocking turn of events, especially considering her seemingly healthy condition. I couldn't help but wonder if somehow I'd received a warning and she'd ignored it, given that her daughter hadn't been home that night. Now here's where things get even more unsettling. As I reflect on this experience, I have to stress that the sound I heard was undeniably human. It was the sound of sobbing, crying and wailing, not some piercing scream. The emotional weight behind it was tangible, almost as if the person had just received the most devastating news imaginable. I mention this because I know some of you might be thinking Banshee right now. But trust me, it was distinctly human. As I try to make sense of it all, I'm inclined to lean towards the explanation of auditory hallucination. Maybe my mind played tricks on me, conjuring up this haunting sobbing. But deep down, I can't help but acknowledge the strange timing and nature of the incident. It's like a puzzle piece that doesn't quite fit, leaving me unsettled with countless unanswered questions. So, my fellow Redditors, that's my bewildering encounter with the unexplained. Is it all just a series of strange coincidences, or is there something more sinister lurking in the shadows? I'll leave it up to you to decide. If you have any questions or want to dig deeper into my aspect of the story, feel free to ask. Just remember, sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction, and the line between what we perceive as reality and the supernatural can blur, leaving us with more questions than answers. So that definitely sounded like a banshee. Yeah. Sometimes you get that type of wind, don't you, When when it's just coming in the right direction through the house or you know wherever you are and it it does sound like somebody moaning or crying yeah or it picks up the telephone wires have you had it when you walk around the village and it picks up and they they do this kind of humming noise and whistling and that and it Mm. i didn't get overly excited about the predicted storm last week because you sent me that tiktok didn't you um about the the wind that was coming I think it, you know, it did hit some places really hard, but um, not for us. We had a few oh, gusts. We yeah. What was? Because you had wind, didn't you? Yeah. What was that like? It was windy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right on the balcony, especially. Yeah, I bet you were loving it, weren't you? Yeah. Did you stand on the balcony? Yeah. Did Dad tell you to get in? No, it was normal. <laughs> I'd be like, get in! <laughs> Come away! <laughs> Heights, my boys, no! <laughs> so, yeah, I think you could, like... I'm not saying, obviously, I believe in the Banshee. They are real. But sometimes, yeah, I would I would imagine that the wind could be misconstrued for a Banshee. Yeah. Yeah. Right, are you ready for the second and final scary story? Yes, I am. Okay, so this may actually seem really weird, but I'm 90% sure... A banshee prophesies my grandmother's death. So some information first. If you remember my username, it's probably because you've seen my other post about a Valkyrie. You don't need to read that post to understand this one. But as you've most probably read, you know that I live in the north part of Sweden. But what I didn't tell you was that part of my family is Irish mainly my mother's side, and about three years ago, we travelled back to Ireland to watch over my grandmother who was dying from lung cancer. And when all of this happened, we were in my grandma's house with my grandpa, mum and dad. Just so you know, my memory is a little bit hazy, so things may not be exactly correct. So this entire story began with my grandpa telling us that my grandma had been diagnosed with lung cancer and that she'd have to be hospitalised. So my grandpa asked me and my mum and dad if we could come and be with him since being all alone in their big house was really hard for him. We said yes and started packing. Flash forward like three days, we're now in Ireland. We've gotten news that my grandma's cancer has gotten worse. Basically, it spread to her blood system and she was now in an even worse state. So my grandpa was obviously distraught with the news, so we made plans to stay even longer just to make sure that he'd be alright. Flash forward three weeks and we're now in a state that every day with my grandma could be the last. We did everything we could to spend more and more time with her but eventually we'd have to leave and go back to my grandpa's house. There we'd spend the evenings watching TV or having long conversations. So one evening, me being curious about my heritage, asked my grandpa if he'd heard that some Irish families have spirits to warn them when something bad is about to happen. I asked him if our family had one. My grandpa was a bit surprised by this question, but answered, Yes, I think we do, or at least your grandma does. I didn't want to make my grandpa sad, so I just switched the subject after that. Flash forward three evenings, and we're all sitting and just talking, when suddenly we hear a scream, so loud and sorrowful that I began to cry. My mum, dad and grandpa looked at each other in shock, and my mum just says, What in the ever-loving Lord was that? And then we heard it again, so I ran up to the window in the living room to see what it could be. And what I saw, I can still clearly remember today. I saw a woman in white tattered rags sitting by an old weeping willow tree in the front yard, wailing. 
and I just shouted, oh my God, who is that? Then my mum, dad and grandpa all walk up to the window and see the same thing. A woman by that tree, weeping, wailing. Five to seconds went by and I just asked my grandpa, is that a banshee? To which my grandpa replied, I don't know. Then after we said that, the woman stood up and ran away. And as you would believe, we were all quite shocked. So we just sat down in silence for around 30 minutes. And then we started asking each other if we'd seen the same thing. And four hours later, we get the news that my grandma has died. I don't fear the banshee. In all honesty, I'm thankful it warned us. Though I hope I never have to hear it again. And by the way, my dad is a priest, and I believe that may be the reason I've had so many encounters with spirits. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think if I just heard one really loud scream... That would be the most terrifying outside of, you know, outside. Yeah. Because also you'd be, you know, you'd be thinking, if so, is somebody getting attacked or, you know. But just to hear a loud scream outside would terrify me. It depends on how far the scream is. Yeah. If like, it was right outside my window. If it was right outside my window, I'd go out, hello. <laughs> what, put a deeper voice on? <laughs> uh, no, I'd just walk out like, Hello. <laughs> I'm a man. Who is it? <laughs> I think I'd put on a deeper voice as well. <laughs> What's going on out there? <laughs> when I used to walk home as a teenager, like it was quite a long walk I did over a hill and it was quite a scary hill. Um, long and walled and, you know, you you always got weirdos, but especially back then in the 90s. Um, I used to put my hood up <laughs> and walk like a boy. <laughs> So that I wouldn't get harassed. Yeah. Really? And that is, that is like a thing to do in it, like, fair enough. Yeah. Do a little kind of strut over the hill. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you want to support the podcast, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash the whispering words. Another thing I just want to say quickly before we depart is... Happy spooky season, everyone. It is October. I'm so (laughs) excited. (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did like it, please let us know what you'd like to hear. Yeah. Do the rating and the reviewing and all that kind of subscribing stuff so you never miss an episode from young Toby and I. 
Yeah. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Good boy. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.